Hi, I'm Intruder Green. You might know me from things like The Ritz, Twin Towers Correctional Facility, and Buy Me a Coffee. Welcome to the Intruder Green Podcast. Oh yeah, uh, the date is uh, 30th of June, 2020. Uh, we're right at the end of uh, Pride Month. Sorry, I forgot to mention that earlier this month, eh, but I got it in there just now. Because even though this comes out on the 1st, we're recording on the 30th. And I hope uh, all my LGBTQ friends out there had a good one. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, with everything going on, uh, the, the important thing to remember is, uh, you know, Pride, uh, Pride Month is started with a riot with the Stonewall riots. And, uh, you know, you can read up on the history there on the Wikipedias or whatever. And, uh, yeah, get to know, uh, what that's all about. Um, because, you know, obviously there's been some riot rioting and happening lately, uh, for similar, uh, you know, causes or whatnot. And, uh, you know, it's like, eh, you know, this shit never ends. You gotta, you gotta keep, uh, keep moving. I mean, it should, it, sh- it should end eventually. That would be nice. But, you know, there's always power to fight against and you gotta keep doing it, uh, because, People want to be free and free of not only laws, but uh, persecution and whatnot. All right. Um, I got to say, too, uh, I just found out about the death of Kyle Reiner. And, uh, you know, like he's uh, it's weird talking about celebrity deaths because like lots of times it's like, well, there's so many of them. And it's like, yeah, they live pretty cool lives. So it's like when they do die, it's like, eh, whatever. But at the same time, like, sometimes they're real cool, and you're like, oh, shit, uh, that's a bummer, because maybe they were young, you know, like, doing cool stuff, and, uh, making some cool stuff that you enjoyed a lot, and then they die, and then you're like, well, well, that sucks. Um, that didn't really happen to Kyle Reiner, he was pretty fucking old. So, I guess it was just his time to go, but, uh, you know, for me, uh, especially, it's, it's especially... Uh, weird when a comedian dies, and he was one of the good ones. He's a classic dude. He, like I said, I I don't have the info in front of me. I don't know how old he was, but he was pretty old. Um, I think most people my age or younger, uh, kind of only know him as like that one old guy in lot that just pops up in movies, uh, seemingly randomly or whatever. But uh, you know, he always did a great job. He was in a jerk uh with Steve Martin, and that was a great movie. Um, lots of other stuff. So, uh, you know, maybe, uh, go, go check out one of his movies tonight or whatever after you listen to this podcast and, uh, maybe a few more episodes of this podcast. All right. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, just wanted to say R.I.P. Kyle Reiner because, uh, he was a real funny guy and I think he probably had a pretty cool life. Uh, you know, and, and I guess the thing I wanted to, the point I wanted to make about like comedians dying, it's like, I don't know. It, it literally makes the world a slightly less happy place because, like, they dedicate their lives to uh, making people laugh and smile and stuff. And uh, so, yeah, I don't. I know there's been lots of celebrity deaths that I ain't picked up on or mentioned on the show. Um, not sure why this one spe- specifically hit me, um, but uh, you know, maybe it's something to do more often because uh, you know you want to pay tribute to the good people in the world, uh, especially when. All this fucking terrible shit is going on. Uh, yeah. All right. I uh, want to give a shout out to the producers of the podcast. We got Luke Ellis, Heather Royston, Gem City, Sabrina, Vaughn Cotton, Sarah Koenig, Chelsea McNally, Cardboard Box Colony, and Carlos Hernandez. Uh, they're part of a special little group that keeps this show going. 
I would love to uh, get more people as part of that group and make it a nice big one. Um, and that would allow me to do more stuff. I know, uh, you know, I'd love to do more cooking shows on the Instagrams and the YouTubes and uh, stuff like that. I've even got some other bigger plans uh, possibly in the works. But, you know, uh, it all takes money. And, uh, you know, if it, the, better, the, the more money I get, the better I could do at this stuff. I promise you guys. Uh, so anyway, uh, if you want to do that, uh, get on patreon.com slash green. You can sign up for like as little as a dollar or as much as like probably like a million dollars or something like that. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. All right. But anyway, uh, love you guys. Thanks so much for helping out. And uh, yeah, on this show, we got uh, a buddy of ours named James Balsamo. And uh, we met up with him uh, kind of just. Uh, well, not randomly, but he hit us up when we were playing a show a while back now, uh, in, uh, LA. I can't fucking remember the name of the club we played at, uh, cause I wanted to mention it, but it was a really great show. We played with the fucking Bomb Pops and, uh, yeah, it was lots of fun. I don't know. <laughs> if anybody remembers that show, uh, it, it got, he filmed it and everything. And, uh, anyway, he is a, uh. I don't know, an independent filmmaker. And uh, he used to work for Troma. We talk about this stuff in the interview, so I won't talk about it too much here. But uh, the one cool thing I will say that I didn't know until we did the interview is that he played the Toxic Avenger uh, a few times. And that's pretty fucking cool, you know? Like, uh, as far as Troma, you know, those movies go, Toxic Avenger was probably the biggest thing. So uh, that's kind of how he got his start working for Troma. And uh, if you see any of his movies, um, you know, they're a lot like that trauma style, just like crazy over the top, lots of boobs and butts and like blood and stuff like just like whatever, whatever fucking, uh, you know, a 15 year old kid wants to see that's going to be there. So, uh, you know, check it out. Uh, Acid Bath Productions, I th believe is the name of his uh, studio. You can get on his website and stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, he did, he put us in a movie, uh, when we were playing that show, uh, just kind of like an extra part and, uh, it's fun to watch. Uh, yeah, I think we did a pretty good job. We should probably be in another movie. Uh, if you guys know anybody working in Hollywood or they want to make a cartoon show out of us, please, uh, give me a call. You can get on the Intruder Green, uh, <laughs> call in line. That's plus one, six, oh, eight, five, three, five, nine, six, oh, eight. And, uh, you know, drop intruder green line and you know you can always email a band too or whatever all right uh anyway uh yeah it's gonna it was a real nice uh catching up with him uh this interview went like way back um i kind of switched it up in the uh rotation as far as uh how things go so this was like i think uh, pretty early on with the pandemic uh things going on um but you know yeah, this was when I first started noticing my internet was cutting out because of the bandwidth problems and whatnot. I think that's the deal. I don't know. Uh, well, hopefully things will be, well, if, hopefully the internet will be back to normal. Like I said before, I don't think anything should go back to normal as in the normal that we knew before. We've got to create a new normal where like uh, Black, Black Lives Matter and uh, people <laughs> can get over this fucking pandemic. Jesus Christ. I wish, you know... I would love to go back to America one of these days and uh, see the other intruders and like our other buds back there. But uh, you guys are making it real fucking hard 
because of uh, the way everybody's handling the pandemic over there. And I know that's not necessarily people who listen to this podcast. I know you guys all wear your fucking masks in public and everything. And uh, real good with the social distancing and whatnot. You're not trying to spread this thing. And you're trying to, you know, get rid of it as quickly as possible. So we can all start going to shows and stuff again someday. Uh, but, you know, a lot of other people are not doing that. Uh, and uh, it sucks. Because, you know, I, I didn't come over here to, like, never see my best friends again. Uh, <laughs> and at this point, it could be years. You know, like literally. So that's kind of fucked up. I'm sorry to bring up that uh, downer thing that uh, happens when you talk sometimes. But that's just what just happened. Anyway, the interview is a lot more fun than what I just said. <laughs> so I'll get to it. Uh, without further ado, I'm with the show. Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from... Intruder Green. An inmate at the Neural Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. Ladies and gentlemen, James Balsamo on the Intruder Green Podcast. All right. How you doing, man? It's uh, Hey, everybody. James Balsamo here. Super excited to be on uh, <laughs> the show. Hell yeah. With rock and roll. Excited yes. to have you on um, because unlike a lot of people, you know, it's like I've been, I've been doing a lot of these fucking podcasts where I have just band dudes on. And, uh, you know, one reason I don't want to keep doing that is because uh, I feel like that podcast already exists like five times over and uh you know it's just exciting to have somebody on who's like i i i, I believe you play music I, I i read your like the bio or whatever on the internet um but your main thing is making movies right that's right i make the movies the moving pictures hell yeah and we even got to be in one of your movies which i'm ex- especially excited about um i honestly still haven't been able to watch the whole thing but i did check out our scene and I, <laughs> I think it turned out great, and I'm really excited to watch the whole thing when I get a chance. Yeah, you guys are great in it. Uh, you guys play uh, the baby-faced Nelson's uh, bank-robbing band. Yeah, that's right. And uh, there's some live footage in there, which I was stoked on. Um, yeah, I, it, I think the whole movie looks pretty good. I saw some other like little parts and stuff. So, uh, you know, I, I know a little bit, but like, uh, what exactly... How did you get into like making movies? You've been doing it for a while, and like you live, you you you're making like independent movies in L.A. That's right. Yeah. So I started out acting, and uh, I've been acting since I was eight. I mean, and, like I said, hey, these <laughs> movies are terrible. I could do this. Right. <laughs> Moving past that, I got my start uh, working for Troma, the long the longest running independent film company. You know, oh, they hell did yeah. the Toxic Avenger. And uh, class of Newcomb High, of course. And I actually played the Toxic Avenger in uh, six DVD what? trauma intros. That's amazing. Yeah, so whenever, 
Yeah, whenever you see furry Italian armed Toxie, that's how you know it's James Balsamo. I had no fucking idea. That's fucking amazing. Um, yeah, I was gonna say like just from uh, the the little bits of your movies that I've seen so far, it does definitely have a trauma f- look and uh, feel to it. So I was, uh, you know, uh, that makes a whole lot of sense. How so? How exactly did that work out? How do you end up? Uh, Cause you 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 just you just started acting for trauma. Versus trash for about a year. Yeah. <laughs> and then I said, uh, "What the hell am I doing? I could make a movie. Why am I taking out garbage when I could be making it?" Oh yeah. And so I picked up a camera and I went to film school and then I made my first movie, Hack Job, and that had Guar in it. Oh and, yeah. Uh, Lloyd Kaufman and Debbie Rashawn and Lynn Lowry from the Crazies, and I Drink Your Blood was in it. And uh, that got picked up for worldwide distribution, and it was all over cable. So you're, uh, you you got into the trauma, and that was was that like, I don't know, how did you get there even? You know, you know what, uh, trauma has an amazing turnover rate because oh, yeah. uh, people don't like to work for free and oh, yeah. get trauma movies as payment, except for me. So uh, I was there for almost a whole year. But uh, I was working at a comic book store, and we were selling a used copy of the Toxic Avenger Part 2. Oh, wow. And somebody came in, and they were like, hey, you know, Troma's, you know, uh, in the city, and they uh, they hire anybody. You can just call them and work for a film company. It's like, oh, shit. So I did. And literally that following weekend, I, like, quit my comic book job to work at Troma. That's amazing. That's, like, a true... Hollywood dream come true, it sounds to me anyway. I mean, working at a comic book store is pretty fucking cool to begin with. But then, uh, you know, going from comic books to movies and like, I don't know, that's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, full circle, after making uh, 18 feature films, I actually owned a comic book store. Holy shit. I just sold it. Yeah, yeah. So I had an L.A. comic book store called Zappers. There's still an Instagram. You guys could follow it. We do toy conventions now, but uh, we had an actual store for a few months, and then I sold it to the guy that draws Roger on American Dad. Oh wow! <laughs> Bill, <laughs> Bill Bill Buchanan, who's actually in Catch of the Day Two, the same movie that you guys are in. Oh yeah, he's uh he's one of the mafia guys in the opening funeral parlor scene. Oh yeah, so. that's a great scene. <laughs> it's like the main scene of the movie, really. Yeah. It's where it's where it all begins. Um, it's true. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So you're doing like the independent movies, kind of like trauma style. If anybody listening is like into that sort of thing, I definitely recommend checking uh, your stuff out because it's fucking great. Uh, Thanks, man. Oh Appreciate yeah. That. Oh yeah. Um, so, but uh, let's see. So like, uh, you know, there's obviously you know you, you're doing good. Uh, making these movies but you said like with trauma you know like people don't like working for free and stuff so how does that work like you you, i'm just trying to figure out how the whole like independent film scene works like where you on your end like you know people say it's independent movie when they show these things at like the cans cans film festival whatever but that's not like the same thing this is like on a whole this is like a whole like a genre really right like yeah it's 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 like you know it's like a buddy cop movie that 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 this one specifically is 
but you always seem to work in horror elements in there and uh which is cool but uh you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. we got the gory, goopy stuff in there, and the gratuitous nudity. Yeah, you know, it's right. it's exploitation at its finest. So, yeah, uh, but it's I, like I not love, exploiting anything specific and, and gore. Yeah. So I always try to end celebrity cameos like yourself. Oh yeah. So and then uh, Hall of Fame WWE Hall of Famer Bushwhacker Luke is in there. Hall of Famer Jake the Snake's in there. The Amazing mm. Kreskin's in the movie. You know, so it's all these. Uh, John Amplis from Creepshow, he plays the uh, zombie father that wants his cake. He's yeah. in Catch of the Day, too. So, you know, it's all those kind of elements. Absolutely. And so, but, you know, you're able to keep it afloat. So, I mean, I got, you know, a buddy, or well, actually, he's in a movie. I wrote Dave, Dave Nobody. Well, he went, he went full on Dave Whitfler in a film, which I think his scene was also great. I'm so glad he got a line in there. Um, cause he yeah. gets to call officer Bradford a loser, which we all want to do that. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like he, he, uh, I think he was especially stoked for that because he likes to collect, uh, you know, he's got like a whole Instagram thing and he, he basically like, uh, collects VHS tapes of like old, like eighties horror and stuff like that. And action yeah. movies from that uh -huh. time, you know? So, uh, yeah, obviously there's like a market for uh, this sort of thing. Um, how did yeah, Casualty Two will be on VHS? Oh, I've really? released uh, all of my films on VHS. Yeah, because there is that big nostalgia market, and I mean that's how I grew up renting those horror VHS and exploitation VHS from Blockbuster, Hollywood Video, the mom and pop shops. You know? Absolutely. So. I, I, so did I. You know, like uh, you know VHS. It's definitely, there's definitely certain movies that, like, I like, honestly, most of the time, I want to see things digitally, because I'm like, I can watch on my computer, and stuff like that, it's easier, or whatnot, but there's certain movies, and I feel like anything, like, your style, the trauma style, is like, it's made for VHS, like, I don't know, mm -hmm. maybe, like, when, when the tape wears out a little bit, and it gets a little swiggly, it's like, yeah. I almost kind of want a little bit of that when I'm watching it. It almost adds to like the, especially if it's like a horror movie because it's like, oh shit, I shouldn't be watching it. And then the tape fucking gets fucked up and you're like, oh shit, it's like God's <laughs> telling me that I shouldn't be watching this now. Oh, right. but that, it makes it feel naughty. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's naughty. <laughs> <laughs> Video nasties as they call it in uh, Europe. Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I'm in Europe right now, but I don't know. Uh, I I haven't met a whole lot of people that are into this stuff. But I know Dave uh, Arodi again. He he gets a lot of stuff because he like buys shit on the internet and stuff uh, for like VHS tapes, and he has it sent to me so that he can come right. get it later. <laughs> and there was a while <laughs> I had like too much of it, and I was like, dude, I know we're going on tour in Europe soon, but uh, you gotta fucking come get this shit. Get it out of my place. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's good stuff. Did you watch any of it? Was it good? Did you see anything? Uh... See, that's the thing is, I don't want to like, because it's all, I, some of it was like wrapped up and I don't want to like fuck oh, with his okay. shit, you know, like he's, he's pretty particular about that. One time I was playing a record at his place and I like, 
handled it funny. I didn't drop it or nothing, but he all he was already like all over me, like, dude, what are you doing? And I'm like, all right, right, well, you fucking flip it then. The record was over, and I was just trying to keep the tunes going so that like the party could keep happening, and right. nobody else was, you know, fucking you no spend, good you deed spend left one unpunished. record on your dick, and you get a hard time for life. That's right. I was just trying to yeah. be a little fancy. And uh, yeah. being like, look at me, I'm crazy, whoa. You know, that's how you keep the party <laughs> yeah, rolling. I get it. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but as far as like making these types of movies, like do you, do you just see yourself doing this forever? Or are you trying to like make the next Marvel movie or what? Uh, you know what? It, it's weird because I have the same distributor uh, as a Fox and Sony Holy Pictures. Shit. So, like, all my stuff goes straight to Walmart, Best Buy, Barnes & Noble. So, whatever I make is, you know, in the mainstream, and I have total control. That's what's nice about being the CEO of an independent company. Oh, yeah. So, whatever I want to make still goes out to a mainstream market. So, I'm I'm in a real sweet spot. So, I'm, I'm kind of riding the wave for now. But, uh, you know, I've, I've been uh, producing other stuff, and... Like I produced Hanukkah, the first Jewish slasher film, oh, nice. and that was uh, Sid ha Sid Haig's last movie and Dick Miller's last film. And it's got Charles Fleischer did the voice of Roger Rabbit. Oh, so, that's great! Yeah, that just came out in stores uh, last month, and uh, check it out. It's pretty. It's pretty brutal. Hanukkah, <laughs> and I act in it also. Nice. So, and I was the director of photography for that film. So you know, I I do a whole <laughs> bunch of other stuff with friends, and you know, I I love film. I just love music and i love film and and i i released uh like you said i do play a little music i released my first musical dvd uh earlier in the year james balsamo knows how to rock it's a compilation of bands that i was in over the years you oh know? nice so, and it's a dvd yeah. so is it like all videos and stuff yeah it's a dvd of music videos that uh of bands that i was in tight um yeah. Well, that's very nice. It seems like uh, doing what you're doing as far as film goes is almost like being on a punk rock label uh, playing music because it's like, yeah, you know, like even uh, like uh, the first one we were on was Red Scare Industries and they mm -hmm. were based out of Chicago. And it's like there was definitely like a jump when we went to Fat Records because they got like uh, like I think they're distributed by Universal as well um mm -hmm. you know any i think it, it seems like you get to a certain point and then it's 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 all universal and then like i don't know red scare probably could be uh doing punching up that high but like toby's like trying to keep it real or some shit i don't know mm -hmm. but you know it's it's all good and uh it's it's great that you know you could keep doing that sort of thing yeah i love it i mean so i'm just cranking out movie after movie so yeah. you know and I'm making whatever I want. If I want to make a buddy cop movie, I do it. You know, I'm the boss. So I like want to do a teen booby comedy. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> and it, and you're in L.A., so that's like the yep. place to do all that stuff. I gotta say, like oh, yeah. people, people, you know, people talk a fair amount of shit about uh, living in L.A. and stuff. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I could live there, but it's definitely fun to visit. And we've definitely had some great times there. And it seems like it's always sunny and beautiful. Right now, every day, um, yeah. it's like Groundhog's Day. I know. <laughs> it seems that we, 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 like we're, we're there, and like right now, where I am, it's like my sinuses are going crazy, and I'm like, man, if I was <laughs> right. in South, Southern California, bet this wouldn't be happening. Um, right here, yeah. but uh, 
you know, you got to do what you got to do. And uh, so how does, uh, you know, everybody being on lockdown affect, you know, this release and everything? Because, like, I know as a band, when we release something, it's like it's time to go on tour and promote the record and make as much money as we can. But that's not happening now. So, you know, right. but then the give and take is like everybody's inside and they got nothing better to do but watch movies. Yeah, so, you know, the digital market is great, and that's where, you know, I do a lot of my sales, but I'm, I really love to tour myself. I do, like, a lot of horror conventions, and I've been doing that for about eight years. Oh, yeah. So, you know, um, the last show I did was with uh, Freddy Krueger and Nev Campbell. It was Mad Monster Party in Arizona about a month before the whole outbreak happened. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so now know. you're on lockdown, and you're just... Uh hanging in there huh you can't even yeah i mean are you gonna like do about two shows a month around the country so yeah yeah so (laughs) my whole tour schedule's all messed up so i'm just editing oh yeah tell me about it yeah yeah so like maybe it's time to like do some weird artsy shit where you're just like making a whole movie by yourself in your home i would yeah a lot of filmmakers have been doing that too that's like the new wave so the next year it's gonna have a lot of home videos (laughs) let's say that (laughs) oh man yeah and and like the bands are doing these live streams and everything everybody's doing live streams and i'm like yeah it's cool but i feel like it's gonna get old quick but who knows maybe it'll be cool forever see people seem to like it i did a i did a intruder greens cocktail hour the other day and i just basically went on instagram and drank cocktails with people except (laughs) like i said i'm like nine hours ahead of you so when i'm doing it right. everybody else is like it's Sleeping. it's noon <laughs> you know and i'm like well you know like whatever it's saturday and you ain't got shit to do so fucking party oh yeah that's a party <laughs> yeah. all day every day that's how i like to live my life yeah i mean yeah you're in la you should you, you you're that's a right. movie maker in la <laughs> what else would you do right exactly <laughs> Enjoy the bikini babes and uh, a bottle of beer. That's what I say. Yeah, why not? You know, um, yeah, California ladies, it's it's wonderful. Um, so I gotta I gotta ask you a, a question. Well, actually, yeah. no. Before I get into that, uh, like, what is next? Like, do you have any plans as far as like releasing anything or doing anything specific? Yeah, so uh, I've got a new movie, monster movie coming out with starring Eric Roberts, Julia Roberts' brother, oh, wow. and uh, Ola Ray, the girl from the Thriller music video, and uh, Troy wow. Froman's in it. He was uh, the bully on Saved by the Bell. Nice. And uh, it's called It Wants Blood, and it's oh, yeah. about uh, an African legend monster that this politician captures to uh, use its powers to win uh, re-election. Oh, to, to wait. The, the monster is trying to win re-election? <laughs> yeah, the political monster, Eric Roberts. Oh, shit, this is like a this. whole satire and commentary about uh, the, I don't know, some kind of uh, complex that we have in politics, right? You got it. You oh, nailed it. That's so. right. <laughs> I love it. Nothing gets past you, Green. That's right. It's it's the time for it too, because uh, you know shit's crazy the with politics it. these days. Uh, so yeah, yep. that's good. It's timely, and uh, you know, like you should probably get like propaganda to make an appearance in it. Except it's probably already done. So whatever. Um, yeah. I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll be stoked. And <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I definitely seen some. I think uh, like 
maybe I seen on your uh, social medias or whatever, like some pictures of that and stuff. Um, so, but that was a while ago. Like, how long do you, does it normally take to make uh, one of your film? Uh, it usually takes about three months. Oh, so, yeah. it wants blood was shot in six days in entirety, and then uh, Caleb Emerson, who's the editor for Tosh is cutting the film, and so it's uh, it's done. We've just been waiting for the whole virus thing to die down so we sure. can take it on tour and stuff like that. So six days to shoot, though. That's amazing. That's fucking yeah. Well, efficient. I've been making movies for about fifteen years, so I got a formula down, you know. <laughs> oh sure, yeah. All right. Guitar players, I bet you thought you were shit out of luck when it comes to finding your dream guitar amp. You know, you go on some auction site or something, and it's all crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because you know you gotta look in the right place, and the right place is Yeah Man's Vintage and Used Guitars. They got exactly what you're looking for. Now I know what you're thinking. Aren't they located in, like, Switzerland or something? Yeah, man, they are. Burn Switzerland, to be exact. But, you know, you can uh, get on the internet and you can go check out their website, yeahmansguitars.com, and uh, you can order stuff on there. So, uh, you know, it don't really matter where the heck you are in the world. You can just get on their website and uh, find all sorts of cool stuff that you're looking for. And you might not even know that you wanted it until you see it on there, and there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, if you got something specific you're looking for and need some help finding it, just hit up Yeah Man Guitars on the electronic mail. That's the email. It's like 21st century, and you got email and websites. It's like amazing. Some people would call it magic. Some people would call it science. I just call it, I don't know, crazy shit. Uh, yeah Man Guitars at gmail.com. As far as email goes, it's where you email them. And while you're at it, get your band a tour in Europe and stop by the shop. Michael and the rest of the crew would love to meet you, I'm sure. And you could tell them Green sent you. Yeah, man's vintage and used guitars. Hi, Intruder Maniacs. Are you in a band? The answer is, of course you are. Everybody's in a fucking band these days. Anyway, if you're in a band, congratulations. I'm making the worst financial decision of your life. Aside from taking out college loans or something. Yeah. Now, there is a way to lessen the burden of such a financial decision. It's called merchandising. And Stupid Rap Merch Company is all ready to meet your merchandising needs. You want uh, some t-shirts? Uh, you want got a tight deadline you need them printed on? And because you booked a tour less than a month out and uh, didn't get canceled like everybody else's tours did? Uh, how about a bunch of weird random trinkets like keychains or medallions? And what about koozies? You know, like everybody likes koozies. Koozies are great because they keep your drink cold and your hand warm or vice versa, depending on what you're drinking. Stupid Red Merch Company can get all these made for you. Stupid Red Merch Company is an in-house artist who can help you with your designs and stuff. They're still a small enough company that uh, they pay special attention to you and your special needs because, you know, everybody's got special needs. Like, uh, you know, you probably mostly. And uh, they even got a web store. That's where the real magic is. You go on tour and you sell your stuff, but chances are you're going to have some left over or some fans are going to feel like left out because they didn't have enough money to buy something at your show. So they go on a stuporedmerch.com and find stuff from your band on there. They'll take care of all your production and shipping fulfillment needs. So go ahead, go on a stupid merch company web store. Right now, and uh, check out all the tight bands that are already on there. They got a bunch of them, like got uh, the Bomb Pops and like the Bad Cop, Bad Cop and stuff. It's all good. Uh, yeah, uh, all sorts of cool swag. And uh, right now, right now, if you go on there and at checkout, you use the code Prison, you can get fifteen percent off 
all of the uh, Stupid Red merch branded apparel uh, at stupidredmerch.com. Go check it out. Um, that's great. Uh, yeah. And I think, you know, I've read some of You want to know the formula? Yeah, I do want to know the formula. Take your top off. Hey, you throw (laughs) that blood on her. Okay. Did we get it? All right, moving on. (laughs) So you're giving the people what they want, you know? And some Mm -hmm. people are afraid to ask for that, but you just put it out there and people are like, yeah, that guy gets me. He knows what's up. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. (laughs) That's right. I mean, that's the thing, too, about, like, horror movies, because, like, I'm not a huge horror buff, but I definitely have some, like, favorites and, like, some stuff that I've seen that was, like, I like more than other things. And a lot of this new uh-huh. stuff, it's, like, you know, they, they got the, like, uh, what's that movie? Like, the Get Out, and they're, like, oh, now we got, like, smart horror movies. And I'm, like, yeah, that's cool. Uh-huh. Um, but then oh, some of these other ones that I'll just, like, you know how I mean, you know better than me do, better than me do, better than I do probably <laughs> <laughs> about yeah. how like you know when you get uh some big hit movie, it's like suddenly uh there's like twenty more that come out than in the next couple of years that are like trying to oh, rip yeah. it off. Well, you know that's why I started doing sequels. For oh, me, yeah. it was the year of the sequel. I did uh, Cool as Hell too. To, which was a follow-up to my film Cool as Hell, which had Tom Savini in it. You know, he did oh, the yeah. makeup for Friday the 13th, and you know, his credits go on and on. And Speaking David of- Naughton from American Werewolf in London's in that. And then I did the sequel with Michael Berryman from The Hills Have Eyes and Phil Ansamo from Pantera. Oh so, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We cool. Um, speaking of horror, that was a very scary sound in the background just now. But uh, anyway, yeah, I think it's. The the thing I was trying to get to was like all this fucking uh movies with the CGI uh mm-hmm. trying to scare me and I, I don't know man it's like I see some of these big like action movies like like I said earlier like I I like the Marvel movies cuz they're like they're great for what they are and they really you know they got like super high end CGI I like science fiction stuff and it's cool but mm-hmm. a lot of these horror movies that use so much CGI, it's like, I don't know. That shit doesn't scare me as much as like, like, uh, the, 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 what do you call it? Like natural effects or whatever that yeah, you seem to use practical, practical effects. effects. That's, that's yeah. what I always use. Yeah. I mean, I, I always say a rubber head is going to look like a rubber head for, you know, a hundred years. Like CGI, the problem is the technology is always growing. Yeah, so that's right. If you have something that looks cool today, in ten years it's going to look shitty. I yeah, mean, and so. it's weird because it's like, yeah, it's like you said when when you see a rubber head getting chopped off or like covered in blood or something, you're kind of like, well, I know that's a rubber head because it looks like a rubber head, but I don't know the fact that it's like a real tangible object just makes it right. kind of like gross <laughs> you know and uh yeah right i think uh everybody appreciates that whether they realize it or not so uh it's true yeah i think uh you know it's a wonderful thing and people should use more practical effects um you know and i think hollywood kind of came to their senses on that a little bit um although you know there's plenty of people still cranking out the like over cgi fuck got a moth in here um you know movies and everything but like it seemed like they were just going nuts with it like maybe 10 years ago 
And it was especially right like it. back then, like the technology was just kind of like not ready for some of the shit they were trying to pull off. Right. And now it's just like, yeah, you know, you mix it up a little bit, use some practical effects, and it's much better. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, I always vote for the rubber head. <laughs> That's good stuff. So what are you doing today? What's the what's the day in the life of James Balsamo like? Are you cracking a beer? I thought I heard you doing some stuff there. Yeah, I cracked a beer. That's a good time. You know, yeah. Yep. Smoke them if you got them. Drink them if you got them. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I hope we can come and uh, make more movies with you. I feel like, uh, you know, people have been trying to pitch us on doing a Master Truder movie one of these days. It ain't going to happen this year, but you might be the guy to hit up about that. Um, All you right. might know, yeah, let's do you it. might know somebody or you might be somebody that we should talk to about it. Um, uh, I do got to ask you, uh, unless there's something else you want to get into about, uh, crime stories. Do you, uh-huh. do you got any, uh, real crime stories? Or? Well, it's up to you, <laughs> bud. You know, like this is a special segment of the show that I've been doing for a little while now. And I'm, I'm still trying to figure out exactly how to bring it up with people because like, Sometimes people are like, oh, I don't know if I want to talk about that. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's why I asked. But uh, yeah, it's kind of like, you did? Did I lose you? Yo, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, is it a crime that I've committed? An, an incrimination? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's up to you, bud. You can talk about a friend who did some fucked up shit. You can talk about a time that you actually went to jail. You could talk about some time you got away with some shit. And this might like go down as evidence against you. But that's totally up to you. <laughs> I'm trying to, uh, you know, do a thing where we, we actually tie the podcast into what Mass Intruder is a little bit. Because mostly it's just me, oh, yeah. you know, fucking flapping my gums and trying to get other people to do it along with me. But, you know, it, you got it's nice to have a little bit of context, I guess. Sure. Yeah, so uh, a crime that I committed mm-hmm. one time uh, for fun by accident was... Uh, there was a camera store in New York that had a back alley that was next to a dumpster, but sometimes they would work on equipment that wasn't garbage. It was just near a dumpster. So oh, I uh, I walked away with a beautiful tripod, which I oh, thought nice. was garbage, which turned out not to be garbage. <laughs> oh, so accidental crime. I do that a yeah, lot. Said, Oops. Yeah. I, I This fell into my hands and it's in my car now by accident yeah absolutely and it's that's the thing yeah. that's the best alibi is saying you know i think uh dave Chappelle had that joke well it was for a different reason but he's like sorry officer i didn't know i couldn't do that and it's like yeah just uh <laughs> fucking complete ignorance yeah. like uh you know like hey oh, yeah. i didn't know this wasn't garbage it was next to the dumpster <laughs> fuck you know right. like and then they're like, sorry, it was across the street. And, uh, and you're like, well, that's still like pretty close to the dumpster. Close but enough. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, close enough to the dumpster. There's also another dumpster over there, probably. Right. Anyway, it was a nice tripod. It held up a whole uh, jib crane, which is like a 60-pound arm that, you know, lifts the camera like 10 feet yeah. in the air. So it worked out nice for me anyway. Yeah. So when it comes to, like... All this technology and everything, that that kind of sort of thing is totally overwhelming to me because I'm like, you know, I thought about like, I could make a movie and maybe I could, but it's also kind of like, 
all the things like my buddy Matthew, who who was like the he uh he's he, he's kind of helping me out with his podcast and some other things. He he was on tour with Mass Intruder when we were in Europe, and uh, uh-huh. you know he did uh, videography and stuff for us, and uh, you know he was like, oh yeah, you should get Adobe you know, whatever their video editing software is. And I was like, okay, cool. So I was checking it out and I was like, I got no fucking idea what I'm doing here. I was just like lost in this sea. And I was like, I'm just going <laughs> to drown now. It's fine. And uh, so like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously you've had a lot of time to build experience with this stuff, but like, uh, I don't know. Do you got any advice for somebody who's just trying to like figure it out from the beginning? Yeah, I always say, uh, you know, just pick up a camera. Now you can shoot a whole movie on your phone. That's true. Just start shooting, and there's lots of tutorial videos. But my advice is always just to jump in headfirst. I mean, that's how I started. I was, you know, I I basically just handed people the camera and was like, okay, you press the record button, and I'll figure it out later. And I'm still doing that to this day. Yeah, that's right. And you, (laughs) (laughs) that's good stuff. Um. Yeah, I started making some videos of my own, actually, with, uh, like, a cooking show and, and, you know, just, like, stuff for the social medias. Um, Just because I figured, you know, people are like, oh, you can make a lot of money on social media and be an influencer. And I'm like, cool, I want to influence people and make a lot of money. I'll do that. Um, So, so far, not so good. But, you know, like, uh, whatever. It's still fun to do. And I think that's the main thing. You got to have fun doing it. Otherwise, like... uh, you know, all about that. You could probably you could probably do something else and I could definitely do other things and make a lot more money than I do right now and it would be <laughs> not fun. So if I'm not doing having fun, might might as well do that. But yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But if that's it ain't a, fun, fuck it. Exactly. Fuck it till it's fun. That's what I say. <laughs> that's a good saying. Um <laughs> but that's also a very good like uh uh, like DIY punk rock kind of way to do things. I think that uh, people, I'm, I'm glad to hear people embrace. Um, I don't know. I know you knew about us, but are you like into punk rock or was were we like just a like random thing that you decided to like check out? No, yeah, I, I am into punk rock. I've had uh, the Meat Men uh, in a few of my oh, films yeah. and, you know, Tesco V himself. Nice. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a punk rock fan and uh, I've had a few bands on Fat Records and some of my other films, and uh, Teenage Wild Rocket was oh, in really? Ice Player Guts. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, I'm going to go watch that one know. next. Yeah. yeah, that's a fun slasher film. Hell yeah. I'm sure they all are. I'm I'm stoked to like start getting into this stuff more. Um, yeah, because you know the Netflix and the and the Disney Plus is kind of like, over. I'm 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 done. <laughs> I mean, I'm not done. <laughs> I like big blockbuster movies too, but it's like, right. I need a break from that shit. Yeah, that's when they come to me. When you're done with mainstream <laughs> shit, come on to Acid Bath Productions. Hell yeah. <laughs> and where can, so, so you got like a website people can find all your stuff at and order DVDs or like stream stuff? Yeah, yeah. Acidbathproductions.com. We've got t shirts, action figures, hot sauces. I wrote uh, two joke books. They sell in Barnes and Noble, but you can get them through my site. So. Excellent. Um, well, actually, one other thing I wanted to ask you about. I heard you're from originally from New York, and you made your way yep. over to uh, L.A. via just making movies. So, did you start in it's New true. York as a young? I did start young lad. Yeah, yeah. 
it's true. As a young lad, that's where I started working for Troma. So, wow, in New York as a young lad. Yep. That's crazy. And then I know, and then uh, here I am in Hollyweird. Yeah, it's very weird. And I love it. <laughs> well, excellent. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to get into, but I think we did a good job here. Yeah, we nailed it. Yeah, High that's five right. for us. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, I would love to give you a high five next time we're in LA and hopefully we can hang out again uh and do do more cool like videos and stuff together. Sounds good, brother. Always a pleasure. All right. Hell yeah. Um, do you got any socials or anything you want to give, uh, put out there for the internets to know about? Yeah, internets. If you're listening, I want to be your friend. Find me on Facebook or Instagram at James Balsamo. Uh, find me on Twitter at Acid Bath Product and uh, AcidBathProductions.com. It's got all your needs. Or just type in James Balsamo at Walmart or BestBuy.com and my films will come up. So check them out. They're fun. They got boobs and monsters and shit hell and yeah mast intruders in them so that's right enjoy. hell yeah awesome bud uh well it's been a pleasure and uh i will talk to you soon sounds good brother all right Take it easy all right and that's it for the intruder green podcast i want to thank james again for being on it you can hit me up on twitter facebook and instagram all of intruder green the intruder green calling line is plus one six oh eight five three five nine six oh eight Patreon.com slash Intruder Green if you want to become a producer of the show. Uh, the Intruder Green podcast is produced by Colin Bennett, hair and makeup by Genevieve Smith, set design by Dylan Raymer, catering Matthew Hendershot, lighting, sweet plights, Rahway, New Jersey. Our theme song is Particles by Pipe Bros. Guys, wait up. I fell on my keys. Ow. <laughs> Shit. I just, and here we, I am. We just lost all movies. of that. We just lost all of that. Can you say it again? I'm sorry. Sure. <laughs> sorry. I don't know why my connection is being shitty. I think it's because of the, because of the, uh, they're like uh, making it everyone's internet slower because of the, you know, lockdown and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. So what I was saying was the meaning of life, but moving past that. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, now that we figured that out. 